Is, is that always what happens when you point a camera at people? <laughs> oh, it's good, isn't it? You should carry that around all the time. Oh, it's great. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the third ever Shut Up and Sit Down live podcast from the UK Games Expo. Yeah! <laughs> Do, do we still introduce ourselves? I don't know. Why not? This do you want to start from that end? Okay. <laughs> Go. Sorry, for some reason, I In thought you were going to end. start. I'm not the I'm end. I'm not very good at ends. Hi, I'm Pip. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> it's... You all have to make a different noise for each of us. So that was woo. You spent your you, woo. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's a good idea or not. We'll have to find out. Wow. Well, hello, I'm Paul. I'm looking forward to my noise. What is it? <laughs> It's very masculine. It is. Yeah. That's appropriate. I'm Matt. <laughs> I like someone in there just went, yeah! <laughs> that was a you want a cuddly toy noise. I like that. Yeah. And I am Quinns. <laughs> and this will be my last podcast. <laughs> Uh, first off, I want to apologise for Paul possibly spreading a real-life pandemic by shaking every single one of your hands as you came in. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. No, it really was. It's like being at a rally for politics. For... <laughs> no, just just the idea of politics. And it was really good fun, actually. I would do that again. I didn't go with my high-five tunnel, you know? Like, oh. have everyone run through, giving so everybody a high That's a health five. and safety nightmare. <laughs> but the thing is, as people came in, people initially sort of came in, sat down, but the queue backed up a bit, so I would have been just stood there like that. Oh, and that's the worst, like a so, cardboard oh, cutout. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, well, Wheaton fair. does that. Well, Wheaton has a cardboard cutout of himself that's at Gen Con when he's not there. Really? Yes, either that or he stands very still all the time. Okay. Uh, do you want to do a oh, little yeah. shout out? Talking of pandemics, uh, we've got a lovely handwritten letter which was handed mm. to by the brother of somebody called Natasha who sent us a lovely little letter saying she couldn't make it today because she's not well and she's at home with her dad. So a shout out to Natasha. Uh, Thank you for not letter. here. It also says Boo Quinn's here. <laughs> weird, which happened. Um, and happy birthday to Johan, who's here somewhere. Where's Johan? Hello, hey! Happy birthday! Sorry, I'm just stealing the microphone from you. You're the bad guy now, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm technically the underdog. How old are you, Johan? 19. 19. Wow. I remember being 19. Yes, I so don't. do I. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, uh, we have a little a sort of visual presentation. I can't turn to face it, because then I'll look away from the mic. This is the world's worst slideshow. If you're listening to this as a podcast, you're really not missing much. Um, but hey, first slide. Oh, wait. Yeah, first slide, please. We're going to talk about the game that we played very quickly. We're going to talk I, about I this, or we can go straight into a game. We're, we're, we're going to go straight into a game. We're going to do this chronologically for what we've been getting up to at the expo. Are we not going to talk about the press day? Well, okay, should we talk about the press day first? No. <laughs> that we, there was a problem. Let's talk about this game first. Yes, yes. People can look forward to us missing the press day. We, uh, yeah, okay. So this is interesting because a lot of people have, you guys all might be aware of Pandemic Legacy, which we said was the best board game ever. Uh, how about this, though? It turns out that this little card game was sent to us because this is a legacy game. Uh, by which I mean it's, uh, so this is Ravens of Thry Sahashrai? Nailed it. Um, and this was sent to us, and I wanted to bring this to people's attention because, hey, guess what? There's a legacy game you guys haven't played. It's this, it's a card game. It's a really interesting puzzle. And it's also about the most problematic thing that we've yeah. reviewed ever, maybe? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really, really um, off. F feel free to ask us questions if any of this doesn't what make sense. What is this game? Matt, 
I'll give you the honour of... Uh, oh, man. Uh, uh, well, it's a game where it's like an asymmetrical puzzle game where one of you plays... Um, a cool psychic boy. A cool psychic boy who's, who's trying to help uh, rekindle the memories of a young girl who was sort of forced into prostitution against her will? Yeah, the girl is in a coma for the entire game. Um, but you, as the young psychic boy, can, are the only person who can help her yeah. and reclaim her memories um, and bring, the, bring her memories back to her. Wow. And it's just, it's a bit weird and off from the start, but then it becomes this thing of being like, oh, but she's lost her memories, and rather than going, maybe that's for the best, it's like, you've got to bring them back. <laughs> because then she won't remember the boy. Yeah, she won't and remember And that's the you. most important thing, uh, apparently. And it, it's just weird, and it's like all the cards have pictures of like a crying girl. Oh yeah, we have the next slide. Um, yeah, you just have lots of like really uncomfortable images. Black and white images of her memories of... It's just, it's just a bit... Weird. Yeah. Uh, but it's a fun puzzle. But then the worst thing is the fact that the legacy element of the game goes, well done. Oh, wait, 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 oh. wait, wait, wait. Is there much more to talk about? No, that we can just move on. <laughs> I kind of, I guess, we've played this, we should All talk right. about it, it's a legacy game. Spoiler free, it's rubbish. <laughs> wow. Nailed it. All right, so. That's easy. Uh, yeah, there's things to like. Let's move on. Before we talk about what we did this morning, I think maybe we should dwell on the much more successful adventures of Pip. What did you do this morning, Pip? Oh, I went to the aquarium. Yeah. <laughs> what was that the, was brilliant. What was the best thing you saw in the aquarium? Um, oh, it was watching the little kids in the clownfish tunnel trying to work out which one was Nemo. Because <laughs> <laughs> there were about 30 fish. <laughs> And I was just like, he's the one with the dodgy fin, obviously. I mean, I don't know whether they'd actually gone the whole hog and actually had a Nemo. I should probably have stopped talking. Had the Nemo. That's fine. The Nemo. Why don't you yeah. ask us how successful our morning was? Yes. How successful was all of your morning or your morning in particular? So, wait, wait, wait. I think... I, th I think we we did okay. We looked at some games, right? We just looked we at up. all of the wrong games. Yeah. Do you want to bring up this, the next slide of what we actually looked at? We looked at this. Oh no! Wait, no. This is, we did this in the wrong order. We did this in the wrong order. Damn! Oh dear. Wait, no, it's a technical is, nightmare. This is where I joined you in the pub last night. Okay. So wait. <laughs> oh, are we going to put another halt on By our? Added, adding like a PowerPoint presentation to this podcast, it's like it's on rails. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a runaway train. You what, can't try to me down. Okay. So in which case, should we go back to talking about this game, Run for the Games, after we've talked about why we missed the? Yeah. Press preview. Yeah, let's just get it done. Okay. So we walked into the main hallway and I was we like... We got up really early. Yep. Really uh, early, because we're like, we can't miss the press. I only had three hash browns. That's how, that's how much of a race <laughs> we were in. And I thought, you know what? Like, because the press room is only open for two hours. We get private yeah. access to the hall. And I'm like, right. It's going to be like supermarket sweep. This is going to be an awesome feature. Yeah. Three of us are going to split up mm -hmm. and we're just all going to run around the room. And whoever had the most interesting time at the end of two hours is the winner. But then it turned out that the press area, like the press briefing thing, was really boring. Like we were walking around and there was like, nobody was there, nobody had set up their stands. No one wanted to show us games. Yeah. There was no one there to show you the games. You stop and you go, this looks interesting, but like there's literally no one here. Like no one's ready, no one's set up. And I was thinking, this is like really poor. Like this is supposed to be a press morning and literally no one's even bothered getting out of bed. And we got out of bed so early. Mm. And then it turned out we weren't actually at the press briefing. <laughs> And um, despite the fact that we all split up and went off in different directions, we all came... Well, none of us managed to find the press area, nope. even though it was actually very close to all of us. It we was just where wandered we came around in. an empty hall. Was it where we came in? Was it that? Oh, yes. We did look at some other games, though, but it meant that we eventually found out when uh, 
Uh, we were just walking around going, this is so unprofessional. Yeah, I was like, man, these guys need to get their stuff together. And yeah. then this old dude said, you can't be here. What are you doing in this area? And we're like, oh, we're press. <laughs> we're here for the press thing. Like basically in an empty warehouse going, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> we belong here, sir. It's like Mr. Bean being on holiday and then like he's in a car park, but he thinks it's the resort he's supposed to be in. I mean, it was so evidently not a press thing when as soon as somebody pointed out, he's like, no, you can only be in the press area, which is over there. And we were like, what? And we just arrived at the press area as everyone was packing up and leaving. And what's lovely is all the publishers were just talking to each other, being like, ah, shut up and sit down, it's so cool. Like, <laughs> they're like, oh, we're not going to the press area. Nightmare. Genuine a nightmare. Amazing. We, I'm still really angry about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm really angry. <laughs> I, we need to put a bat signal on the ceiling, like letting all the publishers know. Like, we're we, incompetent. We do actually want to see your games. Yes. We just... Yep. We got up early for the press briefing and then wandered around a warehouse until security told us that we weren't supposed to be there. And Which is like a skit we would do. Yeah. Yep. Um, but just real. I mean, that's, and us. That's the reality of the show. Like, it's very little acting. It's just <laughs> us being mad and incompetent. But what, what do we talk about this game, which is good? Well, I was just going to say, I... I don't feel too bad about ending up in the child screening of the 4D film I didn't realise was a child screening until I was trapped by children. Oh, and then you can't and leave. on my own. Because I, I had to tell a lady, and she was just like, oh, how many how many pairs of the 3D glasses? So I was like, oh, it's just me. And she gave me the look, and I was like, that's fine, right? I thought she was, like, loan-shaming me. No, it was a film for four-year-olds. I mean, that makes you uniquely qualified to work for Shut Up and Sit Down. Yes. <laughs> Um, should we mention Kirsten Slack and Four briefly? Yes. Or sorry, oh, it's, yes. it's no longer. So people, oh, who, yeah. people who listen, is the box around here? Yeah. Should I do this? Yeah. Now? Get the box. Yeah. So people it. might be aware from our previous live podcasts that we started off playing Question Jenga two years ago. Um, this entire block here, you all have a Jenga brick under your seat. Yes. Have a look now. Good stuff. Um, yes. And the front row uh, have pens. Pad pens. I don't know if they've been passed back. Yeah. Oh, so it's Amazing. all been passed back. Everyone's writing on the blocks. As soon as you finish writing on the block, keep passing the question back. Um, then the next year we played Question Stack and Fall. Yeah, because it was much cheaper on Amazon. <laughs> Jenga's like quite expensive. What do we have this year, Matt? This year I decided that Stack and Fall again was like pushing the budget a little bit. <laughs> so I went for the even cheaper version on Amazon, oh, no. which is um, Wood Toys Full Tie. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, came with some of the most spectacular Chinese translations. Should we pass it to Paul to read? I feel yeah, like. you do some of this. I mean, just, just there's some... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of wherever you look, you'll find something. Children must use it under the adult's tutelage. Tutelage. Don't throw the toy away to catch each oyster. <laughs> Now this is, a, I don't know what this is. Don't see it if there is any quality problem. That's a good point. Don't keep the toy in the mouth. <laughs> to prevent children. <laughs> wait, to prevent pregnancy. Wait, Do wait, not... wait. Don't keep the toy in the mouth. To prevent children. Full stop. <laughs> Devour small parts in the toy. <laughs> And it just says here, brain development. <laughs> yeah. a picture of a bear and it says brain development. It's, it's got some, it talks about uh, playing at all times with a responsible adoui. <laughs> nice bit of French. And, oh my uh, God, yeah, those are the rules. Incredible. What is it? 
A tower building, same with hardwood blocks. Put out blocks, place them on top, but don't topple the teeterins tower. Is this, is this funny it just, anymore? It just goes on for <laughs> too long. It's, it, it was very funny to me when I first got it, no, but basically it's, it's, it's junk, it's amazing. Oh, this is the best bit. It says, uh, exercise sense of hearing. This is when it's like medically good for you. It says, while listens attentively to the wonderful rhythm, lets the baby know the basic scale. <laughs> so when we're playing question, folds, wood toys fold high, be sure to listen attentively to the wonderful rhythm because it lets, lets the baby know the basic scale. <laughs> I think we all know what that means. <laughs> Good work, everyone. Anyway, right. yeah, we'll ask for the bricks later and do some questions. Well, that's yes. all to come, ladies and gents. Uh, but yeah, we've got, I've got, we've we've got, got. How many games do we have to go through? We've got a few. Uh, well, let me just, uh, if I remember, it was about uh, exactly six games. What, what is behind us right now? Because right this behind... just looks like, hey, that's my fish. Well, Whoa. it's, Ooh. hey, that's my different game. <laughs> Thank you very much. This is uh, Deep Sea Adventure, which I think I wrote a brief review about on the site, but now Matt and Pip have played it, and we can talk about it a little bit. Oh, it's so much fun. Um, so this is a game where, uh, if you, people aren't aware, it's from Oink Games, it's a tiny box, like the, no bigger than your thumb. Yeah, they're actually like, the boxes are this big, and yeah. I thought they were like twice the and size. And they cost... 30 pounds. Ridiculous. It's insane. Um, but yeah, you're all cool explorers who all want to go and explore under the sea and recover treasure. But you blew all your budget on the boat, so you're all sharing one oxygen supply. Uh, and you go down, and then you go down, and you don't use any oxygen until you actually pick up treasure. So you're all making your way down this little roll and move path, and then you choose when to turn around, and you choose when to pick up treasure, and then everyone drowns. Yeah. Just instant death. Everybody drowns. It's like, hey, I wonder what treasure's down Not there. Not everybody drowns. Yeah, hey, Pip, right. Pip, how come you didn't drown? What's up with that? <laughs> well, A, I'm amazing at the game. Are you? And B, it was really fun drowning you. <laughs> Yeah, you I, you, but the thing I wanted to mention before we move on is that I've never seen you taken over by a sort of sea madness of like <laughs> you and Chris just plunging to the bottom of the ocean yeah. Yeah. with no way you were going to get home. There's a certain salty brotherhood that you can get when knowing <laughs> two men go to sea together. <laughs> it's kind of a bond, you know? It's, uh, it's tight. It's, I can only guess, extremely difficult to have sex through diving suits. Ah, Quins, Quins, Quins. Look, it, I don't know what it was, but it was something about the inescapable fact of the fact you think you're going to drown, that you just keep plowing down deeper into the sea to try and get better treasure. I love that you and Chris were going like, I have to see what's at the bottom. It's like, <laughs> I can see from here. It's like some slightly darker tiles yeah. that are worth somewhere between 130 and 150%. The thing I love points. most about this game, though, is the fact that when you roll the dice, you automatically hop over other players, so it means that if you when there's loads of people ahead of you it means you get really deep really quickly but then when you turn back and go back if there's lots of people nearby to you on the way back to the ship you can hop over them with ease and get back but it's this lovely thing of as soon as you get split off from the party the group it's just like you turn around being like oh I better get back to the submarine and there's just you can't see anyone and you've got so far to go and it's so heavy and you just know that you're dead yeah it's great I loved wow. it it's really really neat it can looks I, oh sorry oh, no. I was just going to say is it too nerdy that my favourite thing is that it tries to simulate respiration in some way <laughs> like, I don't know let's do a show of hands who thinks it's too nerdy that Pip likes that this game represents yeah, respiration yeah that's right well literally done, nobody oh, wow <laughs> who thinks it's awesome that Pip's into respiration yeah, yeah. 
Breathing's <laughs> cool. Basically, what happens is um, as you go down, you're not using up oxygen when you're not carrying treasure, but as soon as you pick up a piece, you use up an extra piece of oxygen in your turn. And then you pick up another, and then it's more oxygen, and you're moving slower as well. Your, your move is worth less, and then that's how certain people get stranded under the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I never made it close to getting back Through to the submarine. Greed. I was always just like, I'm dead. I think Pip at one round watched me drown when I was about two feet under the sea level. Oh like, she could see me thrashing around and just your body just hanging outside the to you. Yeah. <laughs> the game also doesn't explain that uh, when you drown, you just come back. So it's like, are you just the relative? Yeah, I like the idea it's like a family of brothers who ceaselessly die at the bottom of the sea. Speaking of having a great time with your friends, uh, <laughs> next slide, please. We played Ice School, which is like Ice School... Aww. I was really hoping I got the slide right there. I did. That's fish Off is the other Isn't name, obviously. Oh, yeah, Fish Off. I know, I, when I was Google image searching it, I guess Fish Off was the other name, which they realised might not be, like, totally appropriate for a family game. <laughs> Do you want to have a Fish Off? I thought it would be, like, Fish Off, Dad. I wanna... <laughs> no? Is that where my head went? You can't no, have no. your Fish you Off and eat it. That. Okay, no. fine. I'm alone. It's just you. But Who I thinks... Cool. Uh, never mind. I'm not going to ask this audience for no. whether I'm cool, because we all know where that's going to go. Oh. Yeah, I got some. Oh, oh don't! He's asking for it. <laughs> but uh, this uh, this was a lot of fun, wasn't it? This yeah, Paul. Was not. I I was more excited about this than I expected to be. Yeah, I would like you to walk everyone through uh, high school, Paul. Although people should know that we were when we were in our cool press preview, we played this and we're like, this is awesome, and then. Later on, uh, we passed the stand again, and it was just like a bunch of seven-year-olds playing it. <laughs> oh, yes. Trivia about this. Um, Undead Viking, the popular board game reviewer, was like, saw pictures of this and was like, whoa, this is so innovative. And what, he's not at this con, but he was calling people to like, can you get me a copy? Because I guess if you didn't grow up in England with Subutio, this is like moon technology. <laughs> right, and that, no, but that's it. And that's the, the sort of the kicking off point for this. This is sort of Subutio with penguins in a school. They wobble. They Which like, is, they yeah. wobble. But yeah, and a lot more, what are those uh, weebles, weebles, the things that yeah. don't fall over? And it's basically, you have to bounce, you have to bounce your penguin around a bunch of different rooms. And for some reason, I don't know why, for some reason, going through a doorway gets you a fish. However... <laughs> As, as it would. Uh, one person, however many, like we had three, didn't we? One of us was always like the hall monitor who basically yeah. is trying to catch all the other penguins and prevent them from snatching fish. So it's sort of Sabutio chase where you are trying to flick yourself around, collect all the fish, while also avoiding the one player whose turn it is to sort of play fish tag and grab you and steal your penguin student they card. They steal your penguin ID <laughs> card. They steal your yeah. penguin ID card. Identity the theft. Of that. It's I, like if you I, it's like the equivalent of like you haven't got like a pass. You haven't got a hall pass, pass. Yeah. 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 I think it's the equivalent of a hall pass. You're what in I, detention. What I, I like like you lost your penguin license or something. <laughs> oh wow. I was like so confused. You're out of the penguin force. <laughs> I like what you noticed about the gym as well. Yeah, the, my favorite thing about this and it's it's one of these things where it'd be so easy for you to have a penguin school and it's all icy and it'd be so easy to have something trite like what would the gym be it would be ice hockey and that would yeah. be like a really so the gym joke. is here the gym is here and it's like it's all like basketball and weightlifting <laughs> it's, and it's, like, it's all things a penguin couldn't have yeah like, <laughs> it's specifically like especially basketball is a sport that is entirely about hands and yeah. I love that I thought it was just a brilliant little joke um, but yeah. you know it was quite good as well I was there's something about the, the, the weebleness it's ridiculous it's not like catacombs where you just have discs that you flick around. Obviously stuff bounces off, things ricochet, things uh, flip over walls. The weebleness of it, weebleness. I don't know a better word than that. 
means all the figures basically uh, they they do crazy wobbling and yeah. they they spin and you can sort of make them do uh, my trick shot. My yeah. accidental first shot was a trick shot. That yeah, basically bounced through about three root because I did an enormous curve that I, I could never repeat again. But it's it's the gravity of the the thing having all its weight in the yeah. bottom that makes it bend and just. I don't know, it's and also you could, stupid. If you flick them in the head really hard, and you're allowed to do this, there's some not. <laughs> they're not they're not alive. Right. The people who demoed the game showed me you could do it. This wasn't just me being like, I'm gonna kill this brain. If you flick them really hard, then you can actually like spin them and make them jump. And yes. that was legal, you're allowed to like jump over walls. I think this is one of those things whereby you think like, oh no, it's fine, everyone does it. But then when you grow up and you talk to people who went to different schools, it's like, yeah, you know, you got flicked in the head and made to jump over walls, right? <laughs> no no? Wait, well, we all did that. We all did. School. Everyone does that, yeah. But no, what I liked is that they taught you this, and then Matt's like, oh yeah, I'll try I spent that. I the whole game trying Yeah, so you flicked it in the head once and did a perfect trick shot yeah. over the walls as if you're like, you know, Bart Simpson or something. And then, like, when the game actually began, you're like, I'm going to do that again. Catapulted your penguin out of the school. Like, <laughs> 400 meters off into the, like, outside the school. I spent the whole game just trying to do a jump shot and failing. That was, that was my game, but I still enjoyed it. It was, it was good. good. Yeah. Fish, penguins, <laughs> ice school, ice school. Yeah, and I didn't. We did, it took us oh. a while to realise that was a pun. Speaking of puns, I want to give a shout out to the best board gaming pun I have ever encountered. Sure. Yeah. So this is a new board game cafe that opened in Bristol, and uh, well, they made they made uh, the three of us lifetime members. Not not you, Pip. Um, <laughs> oh. But here's the thing. I have the power of respiration. You do. <laughs> She's still breathing. And I don't because I'm an evil <laughs> villain. But the board game cafe is called. Are we ready for this? Hey. None of you are ready for this. <laughs> chance and counters. Or chance and counters. Chance, chance encounters with people at the board game cafe, it's but good. it's a game of chance and counters. Yeah, it's good. It, yeah. it works on multiple really legs. Hands up if you think that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Fifth, okay, yeah, all good. right. All those guys have good taste. You can't keep getting these people to lift their hands up. They're going to be exhausted. <laughs> Paul shook all of their hands. It's how I'm getting the germs off. I'm making them <laughs> wave their hands. Why, why do you think I'm the one with the germs? Because you shook everyone's hand, whereas I realised that I was going to get all also, the disease. you're from Canada. You're a foreign agent now. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, what's the next game? Uh, next slide, please. It's very exciting. Treasure Hunter. Oh yeah, this was uh, Richard Garfield. It's not actually what I expected from a Richard Garfield game no, initially, uh, actually, but this was terribly good fun. Turns out Richard Garfield can just sort of dash off like games that are really strong. Um, but uh, like this only has 6.7 average on BoardGameGeek, which I think is very rude. That's unfair. Because it's good, and we don't have a photo of what's inside it, but it's a drafting game, like uh, Seven Wonders, if you've played that, um, or other drafting games. I can't think of any drafting <laughs> games right now, which is really helpful. Yeah, um, um, but uh, so you each get a hand of like heroes and all kinds of nonsense that you might need in an adventuring party, and then you kind of deploy your hand across uh, three different biomes, like there's, a, there's the ice world and the forest world and the lava world. The jungle. Yep. Yep. Then, the, then once you've got the treasure, you have to. So you're drafting all these different sets, and you want to have the most or the least of a certain color. So that's hard. But then also you want dogs because then goblins yeah. chase you away. So and then you dogs. You need to have dogs to scare the goblins off. And then there's also other multipliers you can get. The point is, some of the treasure is really bad, and it's really funny and very well illustrated. Yes, because you're constantly trying to have not the highest or not the lowest score, depending on what treasures are available. Otherwise, you take home a shit egg. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I got from my treasure hunting. Was you also a, had a boot with like a slug familiar With a in creature it. in it and... 
that was the, the extent of my treasure and that, that crap amulet. I am the worst treasure hunter. Oh. But it's, it's because not all the stuff in the game is actually that good. And depending on what gets uh, stuck out on the board in front of you for each round, you are often actually just trying to avoid having the highest Yeah, which means you just don't want treasure so sometimes. Hang on. Is this like a medieval themed <coughs> storage wars adaptation? It's yes, yes. sort of, yeah. But with you, more dogs. Oh, I could get behind this. That's a, that's and a, quite good art, actually. Yeah, I really, really liked that um, the artist, there was a sword that was worth negative points, yeah. and clearly the artist had been like, well, how do you draw a sword that's bad to have? Yeah. And then it just made us all laugh as soon as we saw it, because it's like a handle and then a blade, but the blade is like really bendy, like a ribbon or something. And massively notched. Yeah, the art was actually, the art and the writing, like, it's simple writing, just names of things, really brought the game to life. And the yeah. fact that it was, uh, like, one of the good characters, the big heroes, was called uh, Buck Thunderstick. Which yeah, I think you just... like that more than the rest. I, I just love that. I, I was told that maybe that was inspired by Chuck Tingle, but uh, anyway, oh, cool. um, but I love that also like the fact that you had all of this weird like even the bad cards were cool. It was like it was fun that like that egg was worth so many minus points. It's like what is in that? Egg? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the like funny a bad thing. Egg. It's uh, it, it lends real dynamism to the drafting because like maybe if you have the the most of like the, the jungle adventurers, you get a really cool book. But if you have the least, then you get... Or, like, wait, other way around. If you have the least, you get a cool book, and if you have the most, then uh, you get something that's like a horrible egg. But then at the end of the draft, obviously the last cards are all the massive high green cards, and you just hand each other the worst stuff, which is more fun than in, like, Seven Wonders, where I give you a card, and you don't care. Yeah. You know, like in a lot yes. of drafts, it's like, here's yes. something that you feel nothing towards. Whereas in this, it's like, oh God, you gave me the, no, you gave me Buck Thunderstick and, and now I have you, an egg. You feel bad about it as well because you, you've been drafting around the group for like six times. Think, so you've seen it come back and forth and you could have, you knew it was there. You could have tried yeah. to do something about it. Or, yeah. No. The, the final thing I want to say about uh, this that I like is that the goblins that shake you yeah. down if you don't have dogs... If you do have dogs, because the heroes don't fight anything ever in this no. game. You just have like eight dogs and then that's good because they do the fighting for you. But if you don't have dogs, you have to pay like tolls to all the goblins. And if you do have dogs, then not only do you chase the goblins away, you get all the money from the adventurers, which I really like because it's like, oh, there's some goblins up ahead. I'm just going to hang back for a week. And then once they've mugged you, then I'll kill them, which is the least heroic thing. Yeah, but really it works. Neat. Yeah, really solid game. That's not that funny, but hey, it's good. And sometimes we have to talk about those games, guys. Uh, next slide. Hey, this is a funny game that's really good. Ooh, Cult Express, but uh, expanded. Yes, our review of Cult Express said it's fine. Um, it's fine. I remember this. You played it with us, I think, yeah. Yes, my cat seemed to like it more than... More yeah, the cat did. just... God, a cat would love that, actually, because it's just... Stuff Endless to... stuff to destroy, yeah. Um, but we said it's good, but then you play it once and you, it's not re there's not enough there, very thin. But then as soon as we played with the first expansion, which is a stagecoach, and there's a second expansion that works, which I didn't figure out if we could talk about yet. Do you, actually, we can find out. Does anyone know what's in the second expansion for Cult Express? Okay, well, rest of... There's a gentleman there who... Oh, say again. And that's, that's, that's not it, no. But the second expansion adds something really cool, and uh, I'm, I'm very excited to play it. But... No. Oh, that's, um, no, Red Indians is the super problematic expansion for um, uh, Flick'em Up. No, DeLorean was a promo. Stop, stop! <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway. Um, but this first expansion adds a stagecoach that, well, if you've not played Cult Express, it's like a robo-rally alike where you program your characters and then you run and jump and punch and shoot. 
um, with a sort of deck building element where if you shoot someone, the bullet goes in their deck and then they become bad <laughs> because they might be just drawing bullets, at which point they're just clutching their wounds and going, oh, I can't steal from people. Oh! Um, but the stagecoach adds a stagecoach that you yeah. can jump between. Mm. And the funny thing that massively opens up the game that I love um, is that because Cold Express is a 2D train, right? And if people are standing in your way, then you can't see any other characters. Yes, yeah, so like you shoot the, the first person that you see if you're shooting yeah. them. Yeah, in a straight line. It's funny because right? yeah, you get this like amazing 3D thing. You build and play with this 3D cardboard thing, but actually the game is just a line. Yeah. It is. But then the stagecoach adds this magical new technology of the third dimension. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because once you jump onto the stagecoach or ride a horse onto it, uh, which is obviously badass anyway, yeah. um, now you can see everything. Because it's like, it's like uh, what's that? Oh, Pip, you'll know this. The world, the, the novel that's about um, entirely transparent people and then a th Flatland. Flatland, thanks. Right, it's like Flatland, where suddenly you're on the stagecoach and you're like, hang on, if I just move to the side, I can see everyone and shoot everyone. But of course, <laughs> yep. everyone can shoot you. <laughs> but, but the stagecoach is full of stuff, it's full of like extra treasure and hostages, hostages yeah. which all have like a special power of bonus that they give you. Like the, the photographer, was it? Who? The photographer was lovely and really added Because to the... the more that you got shot? Well, it made, no. It made oh, yeah. sense. Yeah, it made sense so much in terms of the theme because obviously like one of the, the cool elements is you put all these cards down and then it all carries out and the plan you had went wrong but there's on often uh, on each section of the game there's a section which is denoted as being in, you're in a tunnel and then everyone puts the cards face down the idea that the train's going through the <coughs> tunnel so no one knows what's happening at that point which is fun but then the photographer means you never get to put cards down face down because the idea is this guy's following around taking photographs all the time with a flash which means even when it's dark everyone can see what you're doing but then at the end of the game you get like more money for every time you've been shot the idea it's like he's like well that was cool i got a yeah. photo of you being shot yeah which is just so much fun really really nice there's also a, a poodle in it and you can yeah. you can have a poodle as a hostage who is just worth someone somewhere will pay a thousand dollars for that poodle at the end of the game which i believe is more than any of the other hostages yeah. Appro appropriately yeah um, but the poodle you, then you've just got a poodle it's like Burgle Brothers where if you have a cat or a dog then you're having a bad time as a burglar because it's alive and trying to run away <laughs> yeah oh, if, my favourite thing about um, the Cot Express expansion though is also the fact that you're on a train and again because it was a 2D line it was also static like this if you're on like in, this, oh, yeah. in the same reason yes. that if you're on a train and you're going really fast you don't feel like you're going really fast because you're going the same speed as the train by adding this like something else next to it it means you have sections where the train speeds up and it means that you all the people on top of the train get slid across the roof yeah. and then the horses move back and the carriage moves back and you really get this sense like it got so exciting me and you were just sitting there yeah. going <gasps> yeah it was the dumb, like there was the card came up of like hey move the stagecoach three spaces backwards down the train as if the train's accelerating and it was that moment of like none of us reach it's like do, do you want to do it? <laughs> I could do it. I'll do it. And then I'm just nine again, playing yeah. with toys. Nine? Six? How old are kids when they play with toys? How are they supposed to be is the question. I mean, I still play with toys. What am I yeah, talking exactly. about? Right. Uh, final game before we move on to Question Stack and Fall. You should Ooh. start thinking about Jingle for Question Stack and Fall as well. Oh, I forgot about that. Or Question Flip, whatever bullshit. <laughs> um, yeah, next slide, please. Yes. Oh, yes. We played, well, I didn't play because I was busy uh, on my telephone. But oh, you really? guys all played Codenames Pictures. Yeah, which uh, is, is probably the game that requires the least explanation. I imagine most people here now are familiar with Codenames or hopefully have played Codenames. Hooray! One person's played it! <laughs> Excellent! It's great, isn't it? Yeah. Audience <laughs> penetration. Um, but the great thing is... No! No! <laughs> no I'm not doing any of that, no. Whoever, whoever did that, leave now. Um... But the great thing is, you know, if you played code names, you instantly get what this is because it's just pictures instead of words, and it's still people giving clues like uh, 
Belgium too. And then everyone looking at it and going, what's the most, what are the two most Belgian things here? <laughs> Which is a question I guarantee you have never asked yourself before in your life. Jean-Claude Van Damme. But he's not, is and he in Poirot. it? Is he in the game? Well, it, uh, that's why I went for the for the flexing of the muscles is that because Poirot? the muscles from Brussels. From Poirot. Poirot's really buff. He's really hench. No one knows. <laughs> that, wow. <laughs> um, We're learning did things. You, did you enjoy doing pictorial code names? It was interesting, actually. I feel like it's one of those ones that is probably really. Like, because I'd not played code words at all before, and so I was sort of feeling my way a bit. And when you're playing it with strangers, it's I think it's one of those things that, like, articulate is a very different experience than when you're playing it with somebody who kind of knows the weird bits of your mind. Yes. So when yes. I'm playing articulate with my sister, things happen like she's she says, "Oh, that guy," and I'm like, "Bill Clinton," and she's like, "No, the other one," and you're like. Oh, and then I'll get exactly who she means. I like that the default for that guy is Bill Clinton. Is it? <laughs> it must be Bill Clinton. I mean, yeah. Oh, that guy, yeah. Which guy, We which had a guy? stupid one a while ago where we were really bored in a car journey on the way to France, and um, she was just like, do you want to play a game? Guess the number. And I was just like... 137, and she was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. So that, yeah, that, that journey did... Drag. I was, um, was going to anyway, say, like, yes, this was good. do you guys help the police? But you'd only be able to help the police with crimes that the other had committed. Yeah. Which, come to think of it, is basically the plot of like half the crime novels I've read. So it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I would we totally give her enough time to get away. I think. Yeah. Yeah, you would. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Fair. That's problems. nice. But yeah, we, we had yeah. a very we had a very good time with this. Uh, yeah. Did, we did, didn't we, Matt? Yeah. No, I thought um, Codename Pictures actually was uh, it was fun. It was interesting. It was interesting because I find we're often with these spin-off things. I mean, like things like Pandemic, for example. Uh, you've been playing the Pandemic Dice game recently, and I've played a Pandemic the Dice, Cure. The Cure, and there's a bunch of these spin-offs, and um, often you kind of feel that you play them, and then you think, well, what role does this fill? Like, what? Why couldn't I just get the original? And with this one, especially, yeah. you think. It, they're so similar, obviously, but actually, this—I'm not sure if I prefer it to code names, but it definitely has a place. Well, you're kind of useless to me because that's the one question I do want answered. Well, and I'll step into my role as the even vil- evil villain here and be like, "Tell me, because <laughs> like, I th- no, well, yeah, boo me, whatever." <laughs> Is this better than code names? Uh, um, mm. Basically, I, I want to say yes. I just want to say yes. Uh, I like it more because the pictures are. They're not weird enough to be Dixit pictures. They're they're so well. The pictures up on the screen are sort of more like I guess straightforward than the ones we had. Like because one of the ones we had was a snowman in a weird saucepan hat with wings, looking at a flower as if he was about to pollinate it. So <laughs> that was not my interpretation of that picture. But, but then but then here you have got like a uh, an elephant standing on a snow globe, which is like a combination. So uh, yeah, it's kind of that semi Dixit thing and I think what was nice about it is the fact that it tends to be in code names that um, it can be a little intellectual sometimes in terms of like you have that moment it's almost nice that you end up judging your friends in terms of being like oh, they're not going to know about that or they're not going to be sure what that is whereas this is a lot simpler and somebody we were playing with pointed out that if you're playing with people who um, maybe are like speak different languages or yeah. English isn't their first language or even actually just you know younger people it's a lot more fun because it is I found it easier to think of um, clues I found sometimes being the master in uh, Code names is is the master. Um, it's stressful because yeah, you're trying to think of, of code names. Yeah, trying to think of one word that sums up these words, and it's 
it's more complex to come up with the associations. Whereas with pictures, yeah. it's a bit more like Dixit in the fact that you think, well, this one, like I said at one point, apparel, just because it's like there's a hat, there's some clothes, and there's a duck wearing a mask. Done. And it's like, it seems a lot lighter and easier. So. Yeah, I feel there's something more sort of, and this isn't a bad thing, but more basic, more sort of instinctual yeah. or base about it. So I think um, it it's a different role. I think I actually prefer the original code names just because I'm a, a really snobby, oh, snobby man. Descent in the rank. But I, I like this as well. I think this is something that you play like maybe after a few drinks or after with family. I think it's you can play this with kids as yes, well. Yes, yeah. yeah. Like certainly younger kids. It's definitely a better family game. I so basically, it's better for kids and people who speak other languages and people who are like wasted, I guess. So <laughs> that's, a pretty, that's a pretty big catch Yeah, exactly. Like it's definitely like it's not like a pointless addition. It definitely serves a role as being a separate thing. Yeah. How about that? Should we do some questions second form? Oh, yeah. oh you haven't even... <laughs> I haven't, what am I going to do? Reach <sighs> under all the tech? We played, uh, also, also, we played um, uh, Adrenaline. Oh, yeah. Which uh, was a first-person shooty board It game. basically was, wasn't mm. it? So uh, yes. it, this was described... Uh, oh, God, I can't remember who... But apologies in advance if this was you, but someone said um, that Czech Games Edition, who publish Codenames, and they publish um, uh, Tolkien and the Prodigals Club and uh, Last Will and a lot of stuff. Galaxy Trucker. Galaxy Trucker. Dungeon... Bat, yeah, we, yes. Dungeon <laughs> we could Lords. name a lot. Um, uh, but the, they tend to publish stuff almost like at random. And then a lot of people are like, well, why are you publishing that? And then you kind of get it when you play it. Like, it just tends to be really strong stuff. Um, and uh, Adrenaline was kind of like that, I guess, in as much as it's, it's a, oh, well, now I've said my piece. Why don't you guys describe Adrenaline? Um, essentially, uh, you have your characters and you can move them between rooms and you can also pick up ammo and you can pick up guns and other weapons. And then you just use them to try and obliterate each other. And there's like little um, intricacies, like if you get the first hit on somebody, then you get like an extra bonus point when they die. Yeah. And certain other people are complete jerks and try and push you into walls and, for example, pick on you, even though Matt, for example, hasn't been shot at all in that particular instance. Hypothetically, though. Just saying my piece. Sure. Just so putting that out there. You had, you had, you had fun with this then. You're a first-person shooter person? I like first-person shooters when I win. <laughs> well, no, man, this is my problem with FPS. When well. I'm getting chainsawed into a corner. But, but, Pip, why would I play this instead of playing a first-person shooter video game? Oh, they're totally different. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, no, I mean, it's like, seriously, what did, guys, why, why, did, why would we play this as a board game instead of just not There was a super PCs? nuts thing that we weren't taught how you actually score, but as soon as you introduce the scoring, it's not an FPS, it's like gun dressage, you know, like, or yeah. some yeah. weird Olympic sport where some, you know, you see, you see two people sweating and jumping for two hours, then the judges are like, well, she won. Um, <laughs> what, I, what I really liked about it was it kind of took the aesthetic of a kind of shooter in terms of it's like macho, it's like very doom, unreal tournament, like, yeah, big man, guns. But then actually, the pace of it was much more like slow and kind of thoughtful of being like, oh, well, um, I'm a bit low on this type of ammo, so maybe yes. I'll just go over here and maybe I won't snipe you in the head yeah, this I, time. Maybe I because... should get a second gun. Maybe a second gun would be useful. And then and then maybe like, oh, well, I have just shot him, but it's I should go and shoot them a bit first. And <laughs> it actually felt like this very slow, methodical. And I like the way that it had mechanics in place, so it didn't encourage you to a keep killing the same person over and over again because it's yes. just like you get less points, mm. or even like. There was no encouragement for bullying anyone. <laughs> and even killing people wasn't like worth that much. It was sort of actually became this strange like alternate universe where people just very slowly go, oh, well, I, 
Maybe I'll go and get some ammo from over here. It was actually kind of strangely slow and gentle. It's weird because board games can actually generate adrenaline. Yeah, they like, can. We've all played stuff that generates adrenaline, like especially if you know you're playing Monopoly with like your parents or something, right? But the um, <laughs> but then you've got a board game called Adrenaline, and it is the least adrenaline-fueled thing. Yeah, it's like not. It's very how, how do I collect all the right ammo this turn well, to were use just, this like, weapon? You were so sort of like thinking it through and I, like pondering all and the then possibilities. Thinking and yeah. thinking and then yeah, I think I'll chainsaw Pip again. Yeah, but, yeah, because because um, you, <laughs> you, you know, say you were thinking you just chainsawed me and Pip for the whole game. That was it. <laughs> well, the, I I, in, I inherited the the character from another player who'd oh, given yeah. a chain. And then, well, no, it's true. <laughs> and then I'm looking at these weapons. Problems going, well, inherited from the previous government. <laughs> so Paul, and if your uncle were to die and leave you a chainsaw, then... <laughs> then I would know which kind of ammo it needs and uh, how to use it on another person and I'd combine it with the teleporter card and switch spaces and then power glove you to the next space and it's just, just think about it. But it the just thing is, like, it, it, it also did sort of remove some of that spitefulness that I quite like in shooters yeah. because um, it was sensible to have at least one hit on somebody because you at least then got some points yeah. if they got finished off by anyone else. Um, and I spent part of my time just spitefully pursuing other people and yeah, then I'm... didn't sort of get the return on that particular death investment um, because, for example, Matt died and I realised I hadn't biffed him any at all. I think it's just Rubbish. a weird, like, culture clash and the fact that really, like, uh, like, the kind of idea of that, like, shooter, that competitive shooter is so much about people sitting on their own and, and winning and then actually, like, in, in a way, like, when you take board game design, it's almost like the antithesis of that. You don't want to build board games about, like, crushing the people next to you because you want to sit and have fun with the people around you. So yeah. it's this weird, like, yeah. mash of cultures. And I kind of like that they didn't go for that kind of, like, making a game where you feel like you can just keep punching someone in the head. I liked the bit awkward. where you were hiding in a corner room shooting at Pip and then Pip <laughs> went to the weapon dispenser and got a gun that can hit anyone you can't see. Yes. A homing gun. And then Matt immediately walks out from the doorway going, hello! <laughs> and walks into the room with Pip. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Let's uh, let's do a stack oh. and well, it's not stack it's not. and fall, is it? It's you need to get the box fold. out so Wood we can... Wood toys something. fold high. Wood toys fold high. Wood. Paul has the chainsaw wielding wood toys maniac. Fold high. Oh, nice. <laughs> sorry, I interrupted. It's an original song. It's fine. Wood toys okay, here we go. No, I was just doing Star Wars music. <laughs> oh, oh, no, this You've is ruined. I thought start. you could only use one hand. Yeah, you can. Ah, oh, no. uh, people <laughs> need to keep Paul on the straight and narrow. If people aren't aware of uh, question wood toy falls high, um, the way this works is our audience members have all written questions on different bricks. We're going to pull a brick and, oh my God. Um, this is this difficult is because we're all stuff. very nervous and our hands are shaking. Yeah. Um, I've, got, I've got a smiley face, but if I turn it over, oh. What does it say? It says, do you feel like game board rock stars? Game, no, game, face. game board though. It says game board. I'm Have just, you seen that episode I'm of the IT I'm working with the material I'm given. Well, you're doing better than me because I didn't see that it went over onto the next side. I just think You that, just thought it was a smile. No, no, I thought it said, do you feel like game board? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's quite bleak. I'm did I, right about that. I've had a lot today. Did I'm I fine. tell the story on the podcast about meeting Graham Linehan about, with regards to the episode? I don't I, know if you did on the podcast. Okay, because I met uh, Graham Linehan, who's the writer of the IT crowd, who uh, wrote the game board skit. And uh, he, and we were actually met to play a game, uh, and I can't really talk about what, but he said, um, oh, by the way, there's going to be an episode of the IT crowd on Friday, and I want you guys to know I'm not making fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I really like you. And I went, oh, okay, and then watched it, and it's amazing. If you haven't seen uh, you can. it's on YouTube, I think. If yeah. you search YouTube for IT Crowd Game Board, you will see something a bit familiar. I don't know. It's, I like uh, the fact that we're asked if we feel like rock stars, and you immediately name drop. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a good question for... I don't know. What do you think, Paul? It's your question. You pulled it out. Uh, I, well, I don't know what a rock star feels like, to be honest. Uh, like, because so many people are different. There's, I, could, I could go off on a whole tangent about this. You I, probably shouldn't. I mean, it's quick for our question now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like a... I mean, everybody changes through life. I don't feel like I've changed a huge amount as a person. So, I don't know. What are you talking about? You, you like changed your name to Paul Dean from Bertrand. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. You said the site would never take off. Oh my god. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't, I'd feel bad if I felt like I was suddenly transforming into something different. Mm. That would be strange for me. I don't know how, how does anyone else feel? Does anyone in this room feel like a rock star? Well, this. You go, you go, girl. <laughs> um, no, I mean, among, among us. I don't know. I mean, we're still here. We're still shaking a bit. Still really nervous, yeah. There's still lots of fun. Yeah, it's just nice meeting people. I have that moment of, like, if somebody calls my name, and I'm like, I, I do that thing of, oh, God, have I forgotten your name? And then sometimes they're like, oh, I really like the video, the thing on the site. And you're like, oh, that's brilliant. Oh, and, I get that. Like, you're not just telling me that I've, like, left my wallet behind somewhere. <laughs> or, like, yeah. I've got my skirt tucked into my pants or something. You know, it's like... <laughs> Matt, yeah. <laughs> Away you go. Pull a, pull a, pull a should, brick. Should this go on top? Yeah. Have you never played? Have you never played Wood Toy Fall Tie? <laughs> <laughs> do we, do, am I restacking this? Yes. Or leave no, it? restack it. Restack oh, it. I, I, where are you from? You actually played game. Question Jenga with us. Way I feel back in the really day. bad at this immediately. Don't, oh. I'm usually good at Jenga, but I am genuinely shaking. So, for the record, Matt has knocked down the tower both years. Oh, have I? Yes. I don't remember. You did it deliberately yeah. the first time, and it was your fault. And this table wobbles. Okay, theme that would never work as a game. Oh, that's a genuinely... People ask questions, you've got to think, it's hard. A theme that would never work as a game. I don't know, because, you know, I would have thought that a first-person shooter would never work, as, like, a first-person shooter would never yeah. work as a board game. Yeah. And I guess, in a way, it didn't, because it was, like, it wasn't... It was the fun game, but it was, like, far too nice. It was like, oh, well, maybe I should shoot you. No, I'm not going to shoot you. I'm going to shoot him instead. And it was, like, almost like I was negotiating about where the bullets should go, which was mm. kind of not. So, yeah, I guess... I guess that's kind of a weird one. I enjoyed it though. I wouldn't say it's bad. It's just it, it like I think when you have those things where it inherently clashes against the culture of board What's games. What's the opposite of the feeling you get at a board game night? Oh, I was going to say something really rude there. No, don't. Um, Please, don't. I'm not going to. It's fine. <laughs> anything I think. Oh no, I was going to say anything like sexy, but that's not true because there are sexy board games, and we've reviewed Twister, one. Twister, Twister, and um, oh, yeah. The one we there are other ones, with. yeah. But yeah. it's mainly Twister, isn't it? Let's be honest. Mm. But I mean, there are board games about cooking, there are board games about what we might think of as mundane jobs, but they become fun because of the game mechanics around them, or there are board games about everyday Something activities. Something solitary, like a, a board game about being on social media. Oh my God. <laughs> Something weird and lonely. That would be so... Isn't um, Backpacker the game fundamentally about like the Instagrams you post and the blog posts you do? I don't know. I think it is, yeah. Ah. Pull a brick. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> um, well, this is sturdy, isn't it? You know, here's yeah. some trivia for you when uh, they make Jenga sets they make the blocks of different sizes so that some are easy to remove um, how about that oh god <laughs> do you think that the mid-review turnaround is 
too predictable. Oh, that's a zing. We, Who's haven't that? Used, we haven't used it that much. How, might, how many times have we done that? Like, uh, <laughs> uh, I've been using it a lot. <laughs> Five. I mean, the problem with the middle of your turnaround is the first one we did when we literally cut a hole out the box and my yes. face was in it. Yes. Is like, we will never beat that again. In terms of people not expecting that, I didn't expect that on the day. Yeah, that was just a. I came out of your kitchen with a knife and went, Paul. I got expect a knife. that. <laughs> Sorry? I, I was going to say, I expect that. But no, that's, that's, that's new. But I don't know. I mean, we, it's just the it's thing. It's the one weird thing about the site is we do develop now. in jokes and then we come up with new in jokes and never go back to them mm. because we come up with new ideas. And then. The times we sit down and have lunch and we're like, oh yeah, we're going to we'll do this in this video and then we'll like keep doing it in this video. <laughs> and we just forget. We forget all of the in jokes. We're rubbish at it. Like, we always think, yeah, we can repeat that, and then we just forget. Stop, it. stop saying we're bad. We're <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I hate this website. Pip, pip, pull a, pull, a, pull a stick, pull a wood toy. Hang on, hang on. Oh my god, this is like oh, what? that scene from Entrapment. Look, this is really difficult. You could just walk around. Oh, you yeah, no, deliberately sure. doing it in the most oh, difficult way that you could. Yeah, this is going to be worth it when it all like. Pip, of course, this is her first year in the World Championships of. <laughs> That was, oh, that was a marvellous pull. She'll be happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> Favourite review you've ever done? Da, 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 da. You've done? Yeah. You're doing the Emmerdale theme. How many have I done for you? No, the bill. Sorry. We're allowed to do this. We're in the UK. It's great. Oh, we can That's awesome. We can be like, understand. we can talk about Emmerdale and made. the bill and people don't just laugh nervously and go, well, are they talking about the, the bill of amendments? Or? <laughs> that's true, actually. That's a nice thing that American audiences do is we just say anything. They go, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> they just look at each other and go, it must be like crumpets or something, aren't they? <laughs> They're so zany. Pip, do you have a favourite board game review? Or? I don't know, because I've mostly done like Let's Play videos with well, you guys. Well, what's your favourite Let's Play? Really we can twist this. That. Well, I really liked the um, Memoir 44 thing, just oh, because of oh, like yeah. getting a spatula and getting to like pretend to be an army general. That was... Well, you might have been pretending. Pretty I great. <laughs> took that pretty seriously. <laughs> there is actually a game here that has that. It's the really? Air Force thing. It's the, on like the, the poker. Yeah, and you the, can the pokey stick. You yeah, and you use it to push the planes out, or pull them in, or push them out, pull them in. Nice. Put them back Some in the plane that garage. A job. We that saw is... we passed that booth uh, later today, uh, and there was a kid dressed <laughs> like a Nazi with like a with a stick. That's not quite true. Well, he uh, was. It wasn't. It he was in like all that. black. Yeah. Which is like, the only required. Like, I thought that as well, but actually, I inspected it because I, I did do a double take on this because I thought, is that a kid dressed like a Nazi? That doesn't seem. And I was like, I'd better look at this twice. And it wasn't. It was like a dark navy, and it had like kind of the, the eagle, which is either. It's a, it's a good guy badge. I can't remember which one it is, but it's definitely. I've played enough Command and Conquer to know it was a good guy badge. And um, yeah, yeah, I did think that. I was like, oh my God, who's You know what I really like about working with you, Matt, is that you really help my anecdotes. That's. <laughs> yeah, but these guys will get sued. Be like, Nazi children. Come to Birmingham. Matt, Come what's your favourite board game review? <laughs> I don't know. Full of stick, Paul. Quick, what's your favourite? Oh, actually, if, if you guys ever get like a Holby City board game, I am so <laughs> down uh, for the review for that. There are like Just three hospital way. board games I could think of, but none of them are that good. There's a new heavy one that I've forgotten the name of. Am I, am I up again? Paul, go. Uh, uh, yeah. We have... Four minutes, basically, Ugh. to lose this game. Oh no. <laughs> Who's got the funk? 
it says. No, I've been in a hot room for hours. I'm <laughs> developing. For the record, I haven't. Ice cold. Matt, take it away. Okay. If, you know, if, if we just can provide entertainment so long as we're all struggling and sweating over this game. What's your favourite Pokemon? Ooh. Easy, Snorlax. Done. He's my role model. What? He sleeps and gets in the way. It's like... <laughs> What more can you aspire to in life? Quinns versus Matt in a rumble. Who wins? <laughs> no one wins. <laughs> I misread it as crumble. <laughs> and, then, and then everyone wins. <laughs> Pip. Okay. This, is, this is the lightning. Oh, man. Pip's right. not going to like the look of this board. It's a particularly difficult one. She's a... Uh, it's a bold play. It's a bold play. The audience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> White clap from the audience goes up. What's your favourite, Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, shit. Well, Star Trek has vipers and raptors, which are the coolest ships in any uh, sci-fi thing. So I agree. That's yeah. pretty good. Can, can Pip answer? No. <laughs> That's a question she can actually do. Uh, I want to know why everybody forgets about Space Precinct, but fine. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh, flashbacks. Paul? Uh Uh-huh. I just I just don't want to lose again. Yeah, if you lose again, then it's then it's a thing. Is it hat trick? I'm out then. Yeah. That way you're out of the sight. Fire me from the site. When were you most angry at each other during or after a game? Oh, we've answered. I know when I was most angry at you, but this is your question. Uh, the memory that most comes to mind is our Game of Thrones board game from years ago, where I, what was I? I was Tyrell, and I was down in the corner, and some things happened. Oh, ages. you're talking about the thing with my ex, right? And then at the very end, she was like, oh, I'm just going to do this. And I'm like, why? And she was like, because I'll win. Which makes sense for Game of Thrones, but I was... But the thing is, it, it helped me develop my rule, which is it's fine to be angry and annoyed at the end of a board game if somebody sort of betrayed it for about five minutes. It's fine to care about the game and be invested, but I think the cool of time is about five minutes, and then after that you're like, oh, it's fine, do something else now. Like, you should care about the game, but you shouldn't be a jerk. The thing is, I remember why that was... I think I might remember this better than you, because I remember why you two were furious with each other. And she's because she spent the entire game going, Paul, do you want to ally? Do you want to ally? Do you want to ally? And your thing is that because you don't trust people in negotiation board games, which is fair, you just didn't <laughs> respond or didn't say oh, anything. Yeah. So mm-hmm. finally, she, after six turns of this, like 400 years in Westeros <laughs> passed, and she's like, right, we're invading. And you went, what are you doing? <laughs> That does sound like me. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Matthew Lee's, of course, probably going to lose this game. <laughs> it's supposed to be impartial. <laughs> if you're going to do the BBC voice, you've got to have the BBC attitude. Bookies are putting 80 to 1 odds on Matthew Lee's even surviving this game. Ooh. What? Oh, no, we've already done that one. What? That's one of the rules. It's the first oh, one. Oh, that's never happened before. I know, it's been <gasps> for a high one. That's my fault. Gotta go lower. Oh, that's bad. No, it's not. You started it. Everybody, listen for the noise of Wood Toy Falls High, because... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so pleased with himself. No- I'm just happy I'm not losing. Will you plug my escape game? No. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't Matt being a dick. It said no. Yeah. Oh, that's on upside down. <laughs> oh no, yeah, sorry, but it's, I said no, so. Oh. Well, 
Read, read the rest of the thing. Well, no, the problem is we do that, then next time we do this, everyone's just going to try and... Oh, man, yeah, I pimped one mega game and then got about 800 emails from people asking if I could pimp that mega game. Which makes me sound like a dick, but hey, I'm a bad guy anyway. So what is your second favourite fruit? Brackets. <laughs> he, he says other than pears. He can't eat pears. Oh, yes. I always yes. forget this. He can't. He's allergic to pears. I like your apple story, though. Is it your apple story? Oh, oh have I not told this story? No, you, put your hand up if you know the apple story. No. Oh, tell it. I don't uh, know the apple story. Yeah. Okay, so I was on a plane. Great. Oh, yes, I do. Great. Um, this is, we'll tell this story and then we should, we should let these... We should, we, you guys can leave if you have somewhere to be, but we have this room for a few more minutes, so we'll just make use of our time and yours. Um, but yeah, I was on a plane, and I'm allergic to summer fruits, and that's all good. And I was really hungry, and they gave me a bag of pasteurized apple pieces. And I looked at the bag and went, hmm, I don't know what pasteurized means. <laughs> but I bet it probably kills all the spores on the, on the apple, and then I can eat it. And I am really hungry. So tell you what, just to make extra sure, because I get like rashes in my throat, my throat closes up, but to minimize contact with my throat, I'll eat the whole bag really quickly. And, and what happened? Well, this is a story I wish we were telling in America because uh, it, uh, what happens next is absurd, but my throat closed all the way, like, like, zzzz, like really small, I could barely breathe. But I was so English that I didn't... Because I know, you know, when people have allergic reactions, they ground flights, right? No way in hell. I'm like, I didn't put in my head in the news as like... England, stupid apple man. Ruins. Ruins airplane. World's fifth most famous board game reviewer, Grounds Plane. I remember um, when we were... Uh, uh, I was at Board Game Geekcon with the board, game, board with Life guys a while back, and they just... They, and Tom Vassell was there. They were just thinking, man, if we got into a fight with Tom Vassell and they had to cover it in local news. What the hell would that headline look like? It's like board game critics fight in drunk brawl in... It's just, this hobby is so mad to anyone on that Bad side. meeple. Whose turn is it? Oh, it's Pips. Me. Oh, God. I was kind of hoping Matt would have failed by now. Should we do, like, four more bricks, and if it still hasn't fallen over, we all win? There we go. That's boring. What is... Well, last time you just knocked it over. I know, that's yeah. more fun. Oh, it's got two sides. Do you want the positive one or the negative one? Positive. What is the best game you've ever played? Oh. Negative? <laughs> negative? What is the worst uh. game you've ever played? I think probably the one where my sister made me guess a number. Uh. <laughs> that was quite bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I was too good at it, Paul. <laughs> if I'm good at games, it makes them better. Paul, pull a stick. Hang on, hang we need on. To lose on. The, we need to lose this incredibly yeah. fast. Okay. Nope. No, it's getting to the point. It's fine. I can feel it. Yeah, this is getting to the point of like oh. no return. Look at that. I mean, that's bad. It's pretty bad. Well, this is a question for me, but it's addressed to Matt, so I'm going to read it out to Matt, but also give my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, how shit was that board game episode of The Apprentice? Uh, my answer to this is, it was not that good. Do people um, know that Matt was in The Apprentice reviewing yes, board games? Yes, he was. Yes, again, UK audience. I might actually, like, yeah. Um, yeah, that was weird. Like, they called me and I had to be there at six in the morning. And um, the board game, I was kind of expecting the board game to be bad, but it was just, like, one of the most offensive things I've ever seen. Um, and it was hilarious. You like, just gave them really good pieces to camera, right, that you knew they'd use? It sort of, yeah. I mean, they got me up at six in the morning, and I thought, oh, this is actually a waste of my time. So I just started just going to town, and I just gave them about four or five, like, very sharp... Sound bites, but then at the end it was embarrassing because I was like, "Oh, I felt really bad because I just said 
Like, I said some horrible things about it because it was genuinely offensive. And then I was like, well, yeah, but you can make it better. Like, what you need to do is change this. And they were like, oh, we've already sent it to the printers. <laughs> oh. And it was like this weird thing of the TV thing, of the idea that they're showing it to board game fans so they can get feedback. But obviously, due to the nature of filming the show, it was already done. And the whole process of asking us for feedback was completely pointless. Yeah. And then I just basically savaged it. And then they were like, oh, there's nothing you could do. And I was just like, well... I had this awkward thing where I was just looking at this woman in the face and just saying, well... And trying to think of something to say that was positive, and I just, I just couldn't. I just hung. Oh wow! Just going, uh. <laughs> and it was genuinely awkward. But then I saw them on television; they were all terrible people, so it's fine. Pull <laughs> a brick. Matt, of course, is the. Oh. Three years in a row. I know. I think I put a good effort in this year, but the nerves just got to me. <laughs> um, thank you all so much for coming. Yes, uh, thank you. We will be doing another live podcast tomorrow talking about entirely different games, obviously. Yeah. But if we don't see you, thank you so much for coming. Yes, thank yeah. you.